today on the Rising Coaches Podcast. Absolutely, man. It was, I remember I walked in his office one day. It was like a month into, you know, being there after school started. And he said, you all right, man? You look, you look a little tired. Like, and I was just like, in my back of my mind, I'm going, I'm, I'm extremely exhausted. <laughs> I'm not tired. I'm extremely exhausted right now. But I was like, nah, well, I'm, right. I'm good. I'm good, you know? And, uh, Thanks for listening to the Rising Coaches Podcast. This is Adam Gordon. And today's episode is a special edition of our Member Spotlight. Each week, we select four members to be spotlighted and get to know a little bit more about them. What makes them tick, how they got into the profession, and what their career aspirations are. As the saying goes, it's not about who you know in this profession, it's about who knows you. To be considered for our Member Spotlight, simply join Rising Coaches. Visit risingcoaches.com and sign up for a membership today. All of our members get an opportunity to participate on the member spotlight. So please consider signing up so that we can get a chance to get to know you a little bit better. We hope you enjoy today's episode and please follow along with what we're doing on risingcoaches.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Rising Coaches Association, the biggest coaching tree in all of basketball. Sign up for the Rising Coaches Association now for just $120 a year and become part of our community, relationships, and development. We talk about it all the time. There's no straight lines in this profession. There's only ups and downs. You need a community that knows exactly what you're going through and has been there before to help lean on during the rough times of the industry. You need genuine relationships, not just exchanging numbers, not just meeting new people uh, at the Final Four in the offseason. You should be doing it all year round, and we provide tremendous opportunities to create those genuine relationships all through the year. And finally, development. We have so much content and so many resources so that you can work on your craft and become a better coach. Because we put such a premium and an emphasis on helping you establish new genuine relationships, it takes all of the political BS side of the business out of the equation for you. All of that gets removed off of your plate. You can just worry about being you, making new friends in the business, and working on your craft and becoming the best coach that you can be and impacting the people that you're around on a daily basis. For more information, visit risingcoaches.com membership. All right, welcome to another edition of the Rising Coaches Member Spotlight brought to you by Dr. Dish, the best shooting machine in the world. Uh, very excited about today's guest, uh, Tito Aries, assistant coach at Barry University. Uh, Tito and I go way back to our College of Central Florida days. Tito's rocking the, the polo today. Uh, rest in peace, College of Central Florida men's basketball. They they ended the program a year or so ago. Uh, Tito, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good, Adam. Man, can't complain, man. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, are you coming to us live from Miami? I know you were in Indianapolis working yeah. the, the, the three-on-three event last week. You're back home? Back home, man. Sunshine State, you know, um, beautiful day today in Miami, so can't complain. I love it. I love it. All right, Tito, um, give us the backstory, man. How did you get into hoops? How did you get into coaching? Um, tell us, like, where you grew up. Give us a little bit of your background. All right. Um, <clears throat> how long do we got? Um, <laughs> as long as you want to. Yeah. 
I'll give you a quick uh, Reader's Digest. I coached Tim Ryan. He told me when I would give the scouting reports. Um, but uh, I got into basketball. Uh, I was first a baseball player. And, um, you know, growing up in Miami, you know, I'm you know, Cuban-American. Um, baseball was our thing and, and it was my thing growing up. And then <clears throat> I transferred to a to an elementary school. And there was this dude that was, that was playing the class. He was playing one on, like, 20. And I was like, damn, man. And so my motivation was, like, I was competitive. I was like, you know what? I want to – I'm going to beat this dude. So – that's how I got into basketball because I wanted to try to beat this dude one on one because he was playing everybody one on twenty. I I thought that was embarrassing to the class, you know what I mean? So, um, and he would do it every like morning and then afternoon like after school, and and that's how I got into basketball. Um, how I started playing basketball, and um, so, uh, but anyways, uh, I started playing. Um, played at South Miami Senior High School. Played for Charlie Funk um for for my first two years of varsity and then um then my last year i played for coach um <clears throat> coach jones fred jones uh, for my senior year um, and we had a really good team uh, one of the top teams in the state um in 6a back when 6a was the biggest class in florida um after high school um went out to california went to junior college there uh, west hills community college um, you know, things didn't work out the way I wanted to there. Came back home, um, started working, went to, uh, was at UPS, um, was a supervisor at UPS at one point and <clears throat> got a call from a coach, uh, guy, Chachi Rodriguez. I, I don't know if you know Chachi Adam, but, um, Chachi was, um, was a guy who was always helping me throughout high school. He always was trying to get me to go to high school to play for him and, um, you know, so we stayed in contact. He gave me a call one day and he's like, Hey man, you um you know, you still want to get back into college and, and at that point I was working out, I had made a decision I wanted to go back to play. And so I had been training for some time and um I got uh when I got that call I was ready and he's like, Hey look, you know, Miami Dade's hiring a new coach, um, Coach Estes, Coach Estes and I had called him about you and I you know we're going to have tryouts coming up, <clears throat> you know, in about a week. And I said, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm ready, you know? So, um, went to the trial, there's uh, 207 guys that showed up for the trial. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. You got a little, crazy. Juco, Juco tryouts are the best, right? You got people of oh, all man. ages. All ages. I'm talking about like, yeah. And you're right about the all ages. Those dudes out there look like they were 30 something and, and, and all kinds of players. I mean, you name it, they were there. And uh, fortunately, man, I was one of the guys that made it. it was me, um, a guy named Dwayne James, who ended up playing at Binghamton, and then Tony Galloway, who was a, a transfer from the University of Virginia. Um, us three were the ones that made it. And, and that's how I got back into, into, into college. Um, you know, Coach Estes giving me a chance. And so I played there. Uh, from there, I went to the University of Maine Machias. Played for um, Brack Brady, who at the when I was at Miami Day was the head coach at Manatee Community College, which is now State College of Florida. Um, so got a chance to play, you know, played against Coach Brady, and then when he got the job up there, um, you know, I was I was already up there, and so I ended up playing for him um, for two years, which was unbelievable. He's a great guy, great coach. Learned a ton from him, and, and when I was done playing, he 
he said, you know, um, I still had another year there left. You know, I had to finish some classes. Like, hey, man, you want to you help me out next year? And, and it was obviously a no-brainer for me. Um, and so that spring, after I was done playing, I, I got right into it. He, he, he let me be in charge of the strength and conditioning and, and some of the individual workouts, which was, for me, was great. It was tough because I'm, I'm here coaching my, my, my teammates, you know what I mean? Like, guys I had just finished playing with. Um, so I had to, like, kind of separate myself from them, you know, obviously small town in, in Machias. And, um, so that was kind of, little, you know, kind of tough. Um, but um, but I ended up doing that, and I got right into it. And, and, and since then, I've been, I've been coaching. You know, from there I went to – I did a year there, and then um, <clears throat> got a call in the summer. I was kind of looking for something, and – and, and got a call from a guy named Mike Bellotto, who, you know, Mike, me and Mike go back, way back. Mike was my camp counselor when I was, like, at a regular camp, not even a basketball camp, just a regular summer camp. He was my camp counselor from when I was 10 years old. And so me and Mike go way back, and, and every summer we'd go back. That was, like, one of these camps that was, was unbelievable fun as, as all get out. And um, so Mike called me, he's like, Hey, you know, you're looking for a position. I was like, I was like, yeah. I mean, you know, if not, I'm coming back to Maine. But you know, I'm I'm trying to, you know, obviously find something to, to continue coaching. He's like, well, you know, guy, you know, Tim Ryan at Central at the time, Central Florida Community College. He's like, you know, he's looking for an assistant, and would you be interested? I was like, yeah, absolutely. So, um, called Tim that that same day. Called Tim, and, and Tim called me right back. And we talked. I ended up coming up for an interview. I really thought I wasn't going to get it because, and you know this, Adam, um, you know, coach, you know, coach was like, in the interview was like, um, you know, you're going to be, you know, as soon as you get here, you're going to be in charge of the golf tournament. You got to put a media guy together. And, and me, um, being a rookie in the interview process, I said to the coach, I said, coach, well, I'll be honest, I've never done that, you know, and that right. <laughs> That sometimes will get you right there. Like, you ain't going to get the, you know, you can't say that in an interview, but I did say that. And uh, so I remember, um, but anyways, we continued. And um, I just remember when I went for the for the interview, I, I just I, I just felt like it was a special place, man. Um, I got to meet Bob and, and Steve, you know, Bob Zelensky and, and Steve Bruzzi and Kenita um, Hard and, and, and all the CF greats. And um, I just felt like it was the, you know, if I could get the job, this could be a really good spot for me. And, 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 this, and the good thing, I, the good thing was you were taking my spot. So the bar was set really low. So nah, there was, hell. there was no, no place to go but up for that program. No way, man. No way. I mean, but, you know, and, and, and you know, it's, the best part about it was that, you know, I, you know, cause I got a chance to meet you. You were the first person I met when I drove, Drove up with all my stuff, and you met me at the dorms. Thank God you were still there because, uh, you know, the golf tournament was was that week, and um, so we got a chance to hang out. First thing we did was I put my, I didn't even get a chance to put my stuff in. We we met at the dorms, and you were like, "Hey, you want to go play?" And I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And we went out to the to the middle school, out there, and played with um, Joey and those guys, and um, and I just thought that was great because all those guys were really good dudes, and so. Um, but yeah, you helped me out tremendously that weekend. And I remember sitting, we were riding to the golf tournament and, um, to, to drop off some stuff. 
and it was me, you, and, 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 and Coach in the car, and, and he was driving, and, and I don't know, he made a comment about something, and I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm ready, and he goes, he goes you about to get, you know, you about to get thrown into the fire, and I remember the way he said it, I had no idea what he was talking about, you know, and, <laughs> and sure enough, when, <laughs> once school started, and, you know, we had to, um, you know, everything, you know what I mean? The checking classes, breakfast in the mornings, every morning with the guys, um, practice, weights, um, study halls, curfews at night. And it was just nonstop every single day. And I just remember like calling you so, so many times, like, Adam, maybe what do I do here? Man? What, you know, what do I do with this? And, um, you were such a big help. And, um, I couldn't ask for a better position to start my coaching career because, you know, coach allowed me to do so much and, 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 you know, I don't know if at any other place I would have done any of that stuff, like have that many, wore that many hats, you know, and, um, you know, going, driving around town, like looking for sponsorships and, you know, that was something I never done. And, you know, and I felt really uncomfortable doing it. And, and, and so, but, you know, the best part was I was able to, you know, to do it and, you know, show myself I could do those kind of things. And um, that really just helped my, 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 um, my progression as a coach, like more than anything. I, I don't know if I'd, I'd be even half the coach if I didn't start at, at Central Florida. Um, with, with coach yeah. Ryan. And, and obviously, you know, working for coach, you already know the type of person he is. And, um, it was just, it was the best, man. I had, I had the best time, the best years there. Um, it was, it was, it was really fun, man. And then from there, you know, I, I went to Payne College. I, um, I well, hold on before you, before you, sorry, before you go into, before you get up in the pain and the rest, let's talk a little bit about, about the, the old stomping grounds in Ocala. Um, yeah, it's funny. Cause like I had the same exact experience on my interview. Like it just, um, it felt like a special place. I went into my interview saying like, man, there's no way I'm taking this job. I'm not going to, I thought I was better than Juco. I thought I was going to get like the Duke job. And I I really just went because like the assistant coach at Tampa was like, you need to get your ass in the car and go like quit messing around, get over there and see it. And I left, you know, with that same special feeling, you go around Tim Ryan, who's the head coach, was the head coach there, Hall of Famer, takes you around, introduces you to everybody uh, I mean, everybody on campus, the financial aid person, the academic advisor, the dean of the math school, like, um, and then, but like, to your point, um, I spent the first three months, you got it easy because you took the job like late summer, I guess you said like it was the week of the golf tournament. I took the job like at the, in May, as soon as I graduated college and it was like the first three months was just trying to get like golf tournament sponsors, which I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to do that shit. I wanted to coach basketball. There's no players there. And, uh, you know, it was before the time, like you had your whole team there during the summer to work out. And I remember like wanting to quit like so many times that summer, like this sucks. I hate this, but it does. It prepares you to like, be it like, think about like how you would run a program and you do, you got to go around and you got to solicit money. Like that's, that's part of the the job no matter what level you're at. And it, it gets you ready for that. Um, and then you're right. Like not only are you doing that, but then once the guys do get there, I mean, a Tim Ryan program, you're doing, it's just you, there's just one assistant and you got to do breakfast checks at seven, 
30, right? Or seven, seven, seven thirty. And then you got to do curfew at like eleven thirty or midnight, and and every single thing in between: study hall, weights, uh, individual workouts, practice, um, class checks. So you're literally working every single minute you're awake <laughs> during the day, like it's the most exhausting shit ever. But it it was the most fun I had my entire career. Yeah, absolutely, man. It was. I remember I walked in his office one day. It was like a month into, you know, being there after school started. And he said, you all right, man? You look, you look a little tired. Like, and I was just like, in my back of my mind, I'm going, I'm, I'm extremely exhausted. <laughs> I'm not tired. I'm extremely exhausted right now. But I was like, nah, bro, I'm all right. I'm good. I'm good, you know? And, uh, and now a quick break to talk about our partners at Dr. Dish. As off-season approaches, it's the perfect time to upgrade your training equipment. At Rising Coaches, we highly recommend you to check out our friends at Dr. Dish Basketball. They are undoubtedly the best and most innovative training machines. Their newest model for schools, the Dr. Dish CT, is a complete game changer. It has a touchscreen that plays training videos, tracks stats by location, and incorporates on-demand workouts and drills from the top programs and trainers in the world. Check them out at drdishbasketball.com or on social media at drdishbball. Mention Rising Coaches before you purchase and receive an additional $300 off your next order. It was awesome, man. It was, that first year was tough, man. We had 12 freshmen. Oof, man. But um, it was what a great learning experience for me. And, um, yeah, we had Ricardo Atlas. So that was, the, you, know, you know, working with him, but just – all the coaches I met, I got a chance to meet when I was there because pretty much because of him, because guys couldn't see him, you know. So Yeah. Um, and you mentioned Mike Bellotto earlier, just to like fill that in for people. Mike is now, I think at the time he was probably an assistant at FAU, maybe, but currently the head coach at Arkansas right. State. Um, and he's got Miami Dade connections and Butch Estes connections too. So you guys, not only are you old camp camp buddies, but uh your your paths have crossed many times. Yeah, no, I actually Mike was the assistant at at Miami Dade when when um when I played for Coach Estes when I was there. So I got to play for Mike then, and then yeah, at that time when he called me, he was at FAU. They were um they were recruiting the big kid that was at Central Florida at the time, uh, Jimmy. That was at Florida. Jimmy Sutton. Oh yeah, Jimmy Sutton. Jimmy Sutton. Yep. So yeah, I guess you know. I guess that's when him and, and, and Coach Coach Ryan, I guess, had developed that relationship. And um, you know, he's been at been at FAU. Yep. And now he's at Arkansas State, like you said. Um. So okay, so from Central Florida, you go to Payne University. Is that right? Payne College. Yep. Payne College. Payne College. No, no, you good. Um. Yeah, worked for man, worked for a great guy there too, um, Jimmy Lynch. Um, Jimmy is man, it was fun. It was fun, man, working with Jimmy there. He kind of did the same thing when I got there. You know, Jimmy kind of just let me do my thing. Um, I came in, I did, I did the strength and conditioning just like I did at Central Florida and Maine Machias. Um, you know, did the, the individual workouts along with Chase Campbell, who Chase Campbell was 
um, was was an assistant there with us three at that um, in that staff, and you know did the scouting, you know did a lot of the same things I did. Went obviously I didn't have to check curfew or any of that stuff, um, but Payne was great, man. Payne was a great experience as well. Um, we had a really good team. Um, Jimmy just does a you know did a great job. Just uh, a great, great guy to work for, man. I, I can't say enough about him. Um, I, you know, I was only there with Jimmy for a year, though. Um, uh, I ended up going back to um, Central Florida after a year. The position opened up again, um, and there were some things going on financially at Payne with the school. The school was, I think, was doing bad financially, and so my position was going to get cut. And so I ended up going back to, to Central Florida, and which was great, you know, I got a chance to work with him again and, and Coach Ryan, and, um, and, and then from there, I, I, I took a couple. And you guys won a national. Out. Sorry, you guys won a national championship too, right? That year you came back. No, no, it was the year. Not yet. The year before I went to Penn. Year before I went to Penn. Yep. Yep. Got a, okay. Okay. Got a chance to win. Yeah, that was. Um, <clears throat> we can't skip yeah. over that. I know. I know. <laughs> Um, Where's your ring? Where's your ring, Tito? I don't have it on me right now. Um, Where do you keep it? Exactly. I actually have it at my mother's house. Um, oh, nice. I don't wear it much. I wear it like, you know, once in a while, I'll pull it out, you know, um, but but it's there. Trust me, it, it's in a nice, it's in a place where, um, you know, ain't nobody getting to it, that's for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> But that was just what a special ride, what a special group of guys. And I always tell people it started with the 2010-2011 group, which was the year after Ricardo left. We were, that year, Ricardo's sophomore year, we were ranked number one in the country um, for most of the year. And then um, that following year, man, we we only had one guy left over from that team, and he was um, his name was um, Slobodan um, Millionich. and. Slow, you know who we called, and and he, um, man, he, let me tell you, he's the guy that 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 set the tone for our culture. Like he's the guy, like when guys will come in, you guys, he put guys in the place. He wasn't afraid of, you know. And that summer we had a, about six or seven guys on campus, and man, they set the tone for. I'm getting goosebumps talking about. It. They just they set the tone for our program. Um, they they made sure guys were. That was the the closest knit group I've, I've ever been around. Like those, I mean, you know how it is when you drop off dinner <clears throat> in the dorms, you know how so guys, you drop it off, and guys, we would drop it off in, in, in one of the rooms, all the guys would come and get it and stuff. And I mean, these guys will all eat dinner together, like every night. You'd walk in, I'd walk in sometimes with all the food, or or I'd walk in and get my you know because obviously we had a we had one of one of those plates was ours as well so um, I'd walk in there get dinner and all those guys would be sitting around clowning on each other eating dinner together talking it was just unbelievable um, and that started our culture there really um, you know like got it to a place where you know because the next group of guys taught the next group of you know what I mean like when the new guys came the, the sophomores were like hey. This, this is how we do things here, and, and it just carried over. And and and, and that that year, 2013, that was the culmination of that, you know. Um, and it was just, and you know how it is. I mean, that thing was just like clockwork, and it was just 
like, and, and, and I think a lot of the credit was to that group, to, in my opinion, was that group of guys that really set the tone. Like, guys, you weren't going to come in here and do your own thing. Like, you had to come in here and do the thing the way we did things. And you had to come in and work. And and it was fun, man. It was a hell of a ride. That was that group of sophomores, man. They were just tough and had a high IQ, um, knew how to play. And obviously, you know, Coach Ryan just pushed all the right buttons, man. Like, I wish I could have. You know, like just some of the things he said during that run, he just said the right things at the right time. Like it felt like every day, you know, every day we came in the huddle, he said the right things. You know, I remember in Hutch, he was just the things he would say before and, and, and at halftime, it was just like right on the money. And I don't know, just, you know, sometimes like that's like, you know, sometimes you can say the wrong thing. And it, I mean, and he just, Think the way the buttons he was pushing, it was just like it was just like meant to be almost, and it was just what a what an unbelievable ride and experience to be a part of. Yeah, and like it wasn't like you guys like the the year before, two years before you had Ricardo Ratliff, who went on to play in Missouri, was of you know the most highly touted dude in JUCO that year. Um, but it wasn't like you had. I don't think you had one high major dude on that team. You had a. You had a really deep team. Everyone could play. But even like going through the national tournament, even up until like you guys won it, like your starting point guard, who was a stud, like he didn't have any division one offer. You know, like a lot of those guys, like they were they still weren't getting recruited at that time. So it just goes to show you, like when if you're trying to recruit Juco, I know a lot of times you go to that national tournament and there's coaches all over the gym and you're like, man, I can't get any of these dudes. They're probably already like, no, that's not the case. Like here's a team that won the national championship that was filled with like really good mid-major talent. And a lot of them were just, you know, looking for an opportunity. Absolutely. man. Jordan Davis, I mean, <laughs> talk about a guy that, that, I mean, the definition of being overlooked, man, I mean, I mean, he ended up going to University of Tampa and had a great career there for two years. I mean, he was all conference. I mean, um, I mean, um, I mean, you talking about a great feel for the game, and but I mean, just I, I couldn't believe like he never like I mean, he just got overlooked, and um, he had some some low division, you know, low major stuff, but just like you said, like I mean, I could go to, down the whole list of guys. Jordan Park, Jordan Park, who was one of the best winners we ever had. I ever been, I ever coached. I mean, you're talking about an absolute winner. Um, did not get recruited by anybody. And we ended up going to North Carolina Central. Had an unbelievable career. They won the two years he was there. They won the league. Um, and I mean, just, uh, it was just, like you said, just a group of guys that, I mean, there, there was no high made. Eugene McCoy ended up at University of Central Florida. Um, was, you know, our best player. Um, and, you know, yeah, I mean, he went to Central Florida, which at the time, you know, you know, mid-major, you would say at the time. Um, and, but he wasn't even getting recruited like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just a group of tough guys that just knew how to win. You know, Jeremiah, I could go down the list, Jeremiah Easton, Will Saunders, who um, was a Mike Speranza guy. Um, and, you know, just great group of guys, man. They worked hard. They looked, you know, that's the big thing too. They loved each other. This guy too, man. They were just always together. Um, just unbelievable. For me, it was great because it's just, you know, like you could do it the right. You don't have to get, like, just 
guys that are just talented. You know, character just just showed me how how important character is. Um, and, and guys who you know have well good dudes, man. But you know, obviously they gotta be talented. But that could you know that, that a good guys are gonna work hard. And, you know, you can win with those guys. You're gonna and you're gonna win big with those guys. So, For sure. Okay, enough about those guys. Those forget them. Let's get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> all right so you, you come back to central florida after uh after your time of pain um and then and then what what happens from there so i'm there for, with tim um i ended up getting out of coaching for for a couple years um ended up moving back to miami and <clears throat> um you know just working and stuff and then I um started going to Barry University. You know, obviously, coach, you know, Coach Essie was the head coach at, you know, Coach Essie was the head coach at, at Barry at the time and still is. And so I started going to games there. And um, one day, um, I'm out at a high school game and coach shows up and he says, um, let me backtrack. I, I was at a game and, and I was standing at the door and coach comes up to me like, hey man, you um, you know, what are you doing? You know, I'm like, no, just you know, just working right now, man. Just um, and at the time I was obviously staying trying to stay, stay as sharp as I can. Um, uh, you know, coaching stuff and watching video for the practices. And he said, um, well. And if you're interested, man, I can use your help, you know. Um, <clears throat> and I was like, yeah, you know, I'll let you know, Coach. And so I appreciate it. And I, I was thinking about it. And like two days later, I see him at a gym at a high school game. Like, hey, you've been thinking about what we talked about? And I was like, yeah, 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 I've been thinking. Um, you know, I'll give you an answer here soon for sure. And, uh, you know, I thought about it for a couple more days. And I said, you know, you know, why not? Let me, you know, back home. And uh, I get to coach at the, at, you know, university here in my hometown. And, Worked for a guy that obviously got me into into college and played for and, and you know really cares about people and uh, did a lot for me as a player and I said you know let's do it and so I ended up joining the staff in uh, 2017 2018 um, actually it was mid year um, when I when I came in and that year um, you know we were top five team in the country. And I lucky I was I that you know with that team I got to, I got a chance to to be part of an elite an elite eight team uh, with a, in my opinion had a chance to win a national championship um you know we had all American point guard and Elvar Fredrickson and again just a great group of guys um you know and and that was a great I mean we had a, an unbelievable run um lost the French in the, in the in the elite eight game. Um, and we were right there at the end, down two, like a minute something, and um, had a chance to tie the game and um, didn't. But you know, at first, ended up winning the, the national championship that year. But um, what a great run that was, you know. And I got a chance to see Division Two at its best. Which, um, you know, a lot of people don't know, you know, how good Division Two is. Um, what a hot, you know, such a high level of basketball, especially at that elite level. I mean, I mean, it's just crazy that you know I wouldn't when I was at Central Florida I never thought division two was that good and and now that I'm in it it's just like wow um the coaching is, is so good 
players. Um, so, but anyways, I've been I've been at Barry since since then, since 2017, 2018, and obviously this year for us was just really tough with like with everybody, um, especially in our league. Um, you know, we didn't really got to play seven games, and but um, but but it's been a pleasure. You know, working for Coach. I mean, talking about a guy that does things in class and and treats people the right way, and he's allowed me to do my as well. I'm just, I've just been lucky, man. Um, and but just to work with Coach Essendon has just been such a pleasure, man. He's such a good guy and does things the right way. And, um, so I'm really lucky, man, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, and for people that don't know, Butch Estes, um, I mean, he's been in it for for probably over 40 years. He's won 600 games, I think, at at least. Um, or right around, I know he was right around the 600 mark. Yeah, he's, he's like, I think, I think like two or three games short of it, or five. He's right there. I mean, he's, oh, he's not at 600? Right oh, he hasn't. Okay, no, never mind. I think, I think all that. He hasn't accomplished anything yet. He's not at 600. I'm just kidding. Just, just cut this part off because I think he's at 600 or he's getting to 700. He's, he's either one of those, but he's like three or four games like away from either one. So um, He's won more games than – most coaches, yeah, that most coaches will in like three lifetimes. Uh, he's won a lot of games, a lot of games. Uh, yeah, and a great, like you said, such a good dude. Um, such a class act, like treats people great, like you said. Kind of like a Lute Olsen. I don't know why I'm thinking Lute Olsen. Maybe just the white hair. But like they remind, you know, they're both of those guys just, you know, such class acts and, and great coaches. Um, oh, he's a coach with tail off, man. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been cool to see what you guys have built at Barry because uh, you guys have like a clear identity too. Like you guys are so skilled and have such, you know, great shooting teams and high IQ teams. Um, it's been cool to see you guys continue to to win with that blueprint over the last, you know, five years or so. No, definitely. And, and um, you know, I just, again, just been lucky to be, be a part of it. And it's been good, you know, going back and obviously not coaching on the, on the coach and playing for him. And, you know, a lot of things we did at, at Miami Day too, like as far as sharing the ball, being selfish, playing hard. I mean, got to play hard, obviously, but I mean, just a lot of things we did, you know, we still do now. Um, you know, the way we defend the different defenses and stuff. So um, for me, as far as coaching, go, going going in with him was, was an easy thing. Because a lot of stuff he did, you know, I did as a player for him. So, mm-hmm. absolutely, Tito. What's yeah. what advice can you share with somebody who's in the profession? You've you've won a national championship. You've made an elite eight run. You've worked with multiple Hall of Famers. Um, you know what what has been the biggest lesson you've learned? You know throughout your career, man. Just you know being humbled. Um, Treating people the right way, man. Just, um, you know, I think so many guys. Uh, I mean, this is just my opinion, you know. But um, they get they get to a certain position or something, and, and um, they start to kind of, I guess, feel themselves a little bit too much. And I don't. Know, I think the thing that Tim and and and, and, and Coach Estes have taught me the most, man, is just how 
down to earth they are and and you know like being a good person man more than anything um being being real with yourself being real being yourself being people the right way man i think just goes takes a long way um and and you could be a big time coach man but just you know being a big time person like just you know being a guy that just being a person that just speaks people the right way just things the right way you know you don't you know um not having to cut corners to do things the right way and, and to be successful man i mean those guys they're so down they're so down to earth and so like just like you know regular dudes man they just but they just they, they do things the right way man and that'll be my advice just be be real with yourself be yourself man and just treat people the right way man you know and be humble um and, and work your tail off uh, and good things will happen man if you if you if you, if you do those things great stuff tito well we appreciate it and uh look forward to seeing what's next for you adam man hey thanks to you man you've been a big big help in my career and you've always been there to help me out um obviously this past weekend you know helping me be involved with the with the vs 3 u and um but just over the years man thank you for everything you've done for me man um you've always been a huge help and um and things you didn't have to do that you did for me so i really appreciate it um you don't mind i just want to say a couple shout outs man to a couple guys man um jay zender who's at francis marion and a couple of those cf guys um you know they does a great job man um lance foreman another cf guy was part of the staff we won at, at central florida um obviously chase campbell who was with me at pain um, you know, Adam Gage, another CF guy who got more, you know, more stay who, who got to the tournament this year. Um, Justin Fur, who's at, who's at, uh, Florida Gulf Coast, uh, right now, as an assistant, does a great job. He's the guy, you know, you know, was part of this, this you know, got everything started here at Barry and, um, you know, forgetting a couple of guys. Oh, man. Phil Morosco, who's at Independence Community College. Um, he's done a great job. He's with me on staff at Barry for a year. Um, Tyler Thayer, who's at, at Converse College now, start, starting their program, man. He's also with me at Barry, man. All these guys that these guys have been on, on staff with, you know, obviously Dante Calabria, who's a great guy, and Tyler Field and Michael Bradley, man. I just I just want to give a shout out to all those guys for these guys I've worked with with great dudes, man, who I love to death. And, um, do things the right way, and and, and one, or at least one more guy, Nate Barra, who, who's a staff with me as well at, at Barry. And if I forgot anybody, man, my my fault, man. Um, but just want to give a shout out to those guys because those guys helped me out a lot uh, throughout my coaching career. You know, working along with them, and and they were great. And I just want to just want to um, you know say uh, thanks to those guys and thanks for everything they did as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Tito, thanks again, man, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. What's up, podcast fans? I want to share some information about one of our partners, Lucio Sports. The team at Lucio has built an integrated platform of coaching productivity and player development apps that are being used by some of the best basketball programs around the globe helping everyone from NBA champions to youth development academies. Their innovative and competitive memorization games make it so much easier for new players and staff members to remotely get caught up to speed. With animated playbooks, drill libraries, player development planning and monitoring, 
engaging game plans and scouting reports, predictive play drawing, their content services team, and more. Lucio Sports has got you covered. From players to coaches to support staff and executives, use Lucio Sports to securely keep everyone in your organization on the same page with simple on-demand access to your team's entire knowledge base. For more information, check out luciosports.com. That's L-U-C-E-O sports.com.